Hey guys, we are less than a month away from the release of The Miracle Moment, and I am so excited to bring it to you guys first. You're going to be hearing about it on the podcast as we work through the material together, but I have a really special opportunity that I don't want you to miss. Everyone who orders the book on pre-release, which means before the book actually drops on May 18th, gets to be a part of a special exclusive coaching group. This book is about working it through. It is full of tools and ways for you to actually practically apply the tips to your relationships. And the reality is, I know the truth. I know some of you guys need a little bit of an encouragement, a little bit of a kick in the pants. And if you want to workshop through this material, we are offering you this 30-day coaching group for free when you order the book on pre-release. This is a $150 coaching group. Don't miss the opportunity to be a part of it right at the beginning. You can check it all out at NicoleEunice.com slash Miracle Moment. Our physical bodies point us to a deep and wonderful truth about our souls. Hey everyone, welcome to the Let's Be Real podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Eunice, and I believe we need all the help we can get when it comes to living a full and free life. Here you'll find honest truth, practical tips, and perspective changes that help you embrace the miracle that is your life. It's an in-process conversation that's going to be unfiltered, and it better be fun. Let's get real together. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Be Real. I'm your host, Nicole Yunus, and I am so glad to be with you today. I've been on a little bit of a hiatus, so much going on. I'd love to catch you up on a few things before we get into today's work, which is related to life. I mean, that's what I love about growing together and about pursuing healthy relationships is we do it in the context of the life that we're living. And I love hearing from you guys via Instagram, email. When you reach out on Instagram or um, leave a review or whatever, and I get to just have a moment with you, I realize that what binds us together is not necessarily our age or our stage or our location. It's really what's going on in our heart. And what I love about you guys is that you are pursuing growth as a way of life, not just because you're in pain or not just because someone's told you that you have to, but because you're committed to the idea that you are not static. You are a person who continues to grow and learn and mature. And truly what's ahead of you can be more rich, more fulfilling, more freeing than what's behind you. And what I mean by rich and freeing and fulfilling doesn't mean it's a life without hardship doesn't mean it's a life without sadness or suffering, but it's a life of depth. It's a life where we are coming together to pursue just the idea that there's this wonderful, meaningful, um, deep, like important narrative that is going on in your life, even in your home, wherever you are, or even in just the mundane and the boring and the uncertain of the season we're in. God is doing a beautiful thing and he's inviting you to be a part of it. Most of us just have to decide that we want to be a part of it. And that really is a surrender. That's an act of surrender to decide that there is goodness in the world and that you are worth growing. Like you're important enough to pay attention to, 
just to decide to do that is a miraculous step of courage and healing and growth. Um, that alone sets you on a trajectory towards a free and beautiful life. So I hope that's what you've experienced in 15 minute increments here. Of course, sometimes a little longer than that. You know how I like to talk. Um, but I hope that's what you've experienced. And having stepped away, you know, we had a few guests and I kind of prepared since I had ACL surgery last week. I stepped away from the podcast for a few weeks. And so in doing so, it gave me just a chance to be like, yeah, you know, if I can just be a bright spot in your day or you hear one word or one phrase or one question that helps you today, it's worth it to me. It just, it just is so worth it to me. So thank you for letting me be a part of your life. And I'm glad that you're a part of mine. So not exactly the most convenient time to tear my ACL on spring break and then go through, you know, three or four weeks of just preparing for surgery and then having surgery last week. Here's a little fact about me, which you probably can figure out. Um, I like to be on the go. And I hate when I'm sick, like, and I hate like hospitals. I almost said I hated doctors. I don't actually hate doctors. I, I really appreciate doctors, but I just don't like, um, hospitals and medical things and surgery and stuff. And I've just been a pretty healthy person. So I haven't had to do that. But man, when you get in that position where you are so vulnerable and so weak and so in need of not only really the skill, of doctors, surgeons, nurses, but also the heart of them, just their heart, their confidence. Oh, I just have such an appreciation. I had a a nurse stop um, as I was waiting. And it's weird when you're waiting for surgery because I kind of, you know, dissociate basically until that, that morning. I kept myself super busy. I was preaching a sermon the afternoon before surgery at six o'clock in the morning. I was recording podcasts. I actually was refilming. Uh, I mean, I don't, gosh, I have so much to say today. I was reshooting a video. One of the sessions uh, from The Struggle is Real, we actually decided to reshoot it after feedback about the prominence of monuments in the series, which in 2018, I was actually attempting to draw attention to monuments and the idea of this Confederate narrative. Um, but in 2021, it felt sort of, you know, like it was, it, it no longer hit the right tone. And so we actually re-recorded it. And so all of that happened like in the hours leading up to this surgery. So I really didn't even have to think about it until I'm laying there waiting for the surgery. And it's just like the intuition of these people, these men and women who do this work, like to, to engage and to have a conversation. And I had a sweet conversation with a nurse. Actually, it was an anesthesiologist who um, kids go to my kid's school and just was so grateful for people who want to walk you through every step of the way and are just there to like keep your dignity and your honor as a person, as a human being. And that's what I try to do with y'all's hearts. But to have someone do that, you know, with your physical presence, with your physical body, I just was really grateful. Um, and it went as good as it can go. I mean, there's no such thing as like, a, there's no such thing as a painless, you know, surgery, obviously, or an experience like that. But I feel like I've been learning a lot. Um, about myself, learning a lot about what it looks like to really rely on other people. And, you know, we all have these tendencies in us and we're going to have tendencies that we are going to use our ego to cover for our deficits, right? To cover for the things that make us feel insecure. We're going to have 
tendencies that we use in order to cover for those. Even the most self-aware person, when gone unchecked, we will always sort of drift back to that temperament, that style. So whether it's, you know, if you are familiar with the Enneagram and you're familiar with your temperament in that way, or you've taken any personality inventory, or you just know yourself a little bit, it it's sometimes in, you know, the disruption of the routine where you might become more aware again of ways that you've drifted into some of these places that are no longer life-giving, but you've used in the past to cover your deficits. And man, this last week, uh, 10 days, I've really experienced that. And I'm so grateful for just um, this this idea of curious, not condemning, which that phrase really came to me when I was teaching The Struggle is Real, my last book, uh, a couple books ago. And it stuck with me and it's become a real sort of foundational element to this next book, The Miracle Moment. And this idea of being curious about ourselves, like really bypassing shame and bypassing anger and saying, you know what, before before I allow any of those feelings to control my experience of myself right now, I want to be curious. I want to be curious about this embarrassment or this anxiety or this frustration. I want to be curious about what's going on around me and why I'm I'm having this reaction and what what is the deficit? What is the perceived deficit that I am trying to cover right now? And through really being literally humbled, <laughs> not able to walk, not able to carry a glass of water, um, not able to like drive or sit in the front seat of the car, I've just really had a face to face recognition with wow, like my ego is is at work and is powerful, and I use lots of little behaviors to make myself feel comfortable and okay with who I am. And, you know, that's really in the midst of the physical healing. That's really a place that I feel like is an invitation to deeper soul healing, which is an ongoing process that I believe that we're on and a part of um, every day of our earthly life. So I want to talk a little bit about that. That's kind of the idea I want to explore with you guys is this idea of the X factor of healing. Um, and I'm going to use physical healing as our analogy for that, but I really want to talk about emotional healing and emotional growth and how I think our physical bodies point us to a deep and wonderful truth about our souls. So the X factor of healing. Um, let's talk a little bit about healing. I've thought about healing before, obviously, um, with my work as a pastor, I care a lot about healing and, um, I've thought about physical healing before, but now I'm actually experiencing it and I'm finding that this little formula is so true. It's true of physical healing in a way that I've never experienced quite like I'm experiencing now. And I think it's true of emotional healing. Okay. So here's the X factor. It's very simple. Time plus attention equals healing. I truly believe that time plus attention equals healing. And actually not just time equals healing and not just attention equals healing. And if you have more or less of one, you can still get there, but you can't have um, a, a full deficit. So if I had 60% time and 40% attention, I would get there. If I had 70% time with 30% attention, I would get there. 
But I'm not going to get there with 40% time and 30% attention, if that makes sense. There is this mix, this, this mix and ratio of time plus attention that is required for real healing. So here's what healing requires. Healing requires two things, physical healing and emotional healing. The first is that healing needs an environment of protection, So in physical healing, in this ACL repair, I have to wear this locked out brace that goes, you know, from thigh to ankle, like full out total lock down on the knee. It needs to stay pretty much straight all the time, except for the few minutes a day where I'm doing physical therapy exercises. Any other time, it needs to stay in this guarded position. In addition, it's wrapped because there's an, you know, there's an incision and that needs to heal. And so healing requires an environment of protection. This is often why we begin to process and heal from childhood trauma not until we're adults who are actually in safe environments. So many times when I uh, was working in private practice as a counselor, people would be surprised by like the intensity of their emotion around something that had happened to them as a child. And they were only just dealing with it. I've said this to you guys before, but one of the most fascinating realities of counseling is that oftentimes parents, when their same gender child gets to an age where the parent themselves has a trauma or a significant experience that shaped them, that's the time when they they begin to remember it again, or it begins to to come through. Part of it is because they might begin to parent differently. They're going to parent from a place of fear or control. And so they see that, which often leads to behavior issues with the kid, or it's just the presence of that age reminds them of when they were that age. And they begin to, for the first time, uh, maybe receive the invitation <laughs> from the universe to to take the invitation to heal. And what's so interesting to me about that is I don't believe that healing can happen without an environment of protection. So as long as you are experiencing pain or trauma and repeating pain and trauma in your life, as long as you remain in an environment that is chaotic and unsafe, you will never be able to go back to do some of that healing because you don't actually have that protected environment. So If I tore my ACL skiing, which I absolutely did, and then just decided I was going to keep skiing, it is never going to heal. Like There is no healing without protection. There is no healing without safety and boundaries around that wound. And so if you are for the first time being like, why am I now just becoming aware of the fact that I've carried anxiety my life, my whole life? Or why am I just now becoming aware of the fact that I seem to have intimacy issues? Or, you know, if you're asking those questions at age 25 or 35 or 45, um, just it's okay. It's possible that you are now for the first time in an environment of protection. Like you're now safe to yourself and in a safe environment where real healing can actually happen. So welcome if you're there. I know it is disconcerting. I know it can feel like, oh my gosh. But remember the X factor of healing, time plus attention. Now you have had time, but you've had no attention. Now, because you have an environment of safety, there can be some attention toward that healing. Okay, so you need an environment of protection. And that's the second one is an environment of attention. Attention to healing to me is not about like, this boot camp. So I was just talking with a client this week 
lovely young leader who I love. And we were reflecting on some of the growth that she, some of the revelations and insights that she's been having over the past several months. And one of the things that we were reflecting on is that there is no way to rush the revelation. Like we couldn't squish. Now I'm all for intensive coaching experiences. I think they're really helpful, but we couldn't squish everything we've talked about over the last few months into two days and have the same result because that's not how people work. I can't do all the PT for my ACL in one day and have it heal faster. In fact, it's impossible and it can actually it can actually create more damage if the time and the attention aren't together as the x factor then the healing won't happen some of us have given much time and we're now being recognizing that we have things to heal from but we've never given any attention some of us would love to just like give all of our attention and think okay i'm just going to get through this i'm going to get through this grief i'm going to get through this loss i'm going to get through this conflict i'm going to get through this relational failure i'm going to get through this weird like pattern that i have that that is is seems like it's holding me back i'm just going to deal with it and that's not how healing works healing works when we give the proper attention with the proper amount of time and so for my client this week when we were talking about these revelations that were coming the revelation was only coming because it was being put into action day by day in regular life um that's what i was saying at the beginning of this podcast like i really believe that we're invited to this big massive story of freedom in our life but we often have to test it out in our relationships and we have to experience ourselves becoming more attentive to some of those um, proclivities and those weaknesses some of those patterns in our life we can't just rush it and have it all happen at once, which is very American, very consumer-oriented, and completely unhelpful when it comes to your heart (laughs) or to your ACL, either one. It doesn't work like that. So I want to invite you to consider that in your life. If you have anything that is kind of sticking around with you. And I will say, last week on Instagram, I asked you guys the question, do you have a a relationship that ended because of conflict? 92% of you said yes. So I know all of us carry these burdens. We, We carry relationships that are unfulfilling or that have failed. We carry these experiences that have been confusing or painful or violating. We carry that stuff in us. Every single person I know no matter what, needs healing. Everyone. It is not just for people who have experienced really difficult trauma. It is not just for people who have these extraordinary stories. It's for all of us. Every one of us has an extraordinary story. I mean, that story, like I told in The Struggle is Real, might be about a bully in seventh grade, or that story may be about your parents' divorce, or that story may be about a failed relationship or a real failure in your own life. It might be about a time that you were running and rebelling. Like, that is your powerful story. And there is something there to grow from, to heal from. And God willing, the X factor of healing is that time plus attention can actually create um, something more resilient. It's, it's It's not just stronger. Like, I love that thought. Guys, wouldn't that be great? Great. If like everything you ever went through, you're like, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. I mean, I let's sing it. Kelly Clarkson, bring it on. Like, I love that song when it comes to lifting weights. But when it comes to really life, 
I think a lot of us do have limps and scars and we, we wouldn't look at them and say, well, now I feel stronger. If we redefine what stronger means, we might be able to grab onto that. If stronger means I've become more resilient, I've become more compassionate, um, I'm more comfortable with the gray of life. Um, I'm more comfortable being with people in their pain and not trying to solve it. Um, I'm more comfortable with the crazy, unbelievable job of being a parent where I have to allow my child to go through the ups and downs of life and to experience hardship. And I can't just fix it or, you know, make it go away or pretend like it's not real. I actually am okay with sitting. If that's what stronger means, if stronger means I'm gentler, if stronger means I'm more flexible, if stronger means I have greater compassion, if stronger means I'm okay when things move at different paces and I'm okay with imperfection, then yes, I, I do think that healing will make you stronger. But if stronger means whatever it means to you, whatever that thing is that feels to your ego, like I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, that feels to you like it covers your deficit. If that's what stronger means to you, I'm not on board with that. I don't think it's real. So, And we're here to be real. So I'd love to know what you guys think. If, if you define, I'd love to hear how you define what stronger is. If you've healed from something, if you've been through something hard, let me know. You can send me a voice memo, Nicole at NicoleEunis.com or whatever. You guys know how to find me. You can find me. So let me know because I'm engaged with this question. I think I don't want us to live in this reality of like, hey, you're going to be stronger. And then some of you guys are out there thinking, I don't feel stronger. Let's redefine what stronger means, right? And and what that means and why healing is worth it. Time plus attention is what actually creates healing. So when you're looking at raising teenagers or even someone that you lead on your team at work or or your spouse or your best friend, I just I want to invite you to this this sort of model in your mind, which is hey, if my friend's been through a hard time, if I'm in a hard time, if I'm I'm going back in my story and realizing that there's this thing that keeps coming up, time plus attention. And attention may look like journaling. It may look like a counselor. It may look like hiring a coach. It might look like reading a book, um, you know, like actually engaging in little bits. It doesn't have to mean like it's going to take over your whole life. And this is the only thing you can do now. The only thing you can do is heal. No, it just, it means just like right now in this, in this fragile time in my ACL recovery, right now is the time where I need to do exercises three times a day. They don't take all day. They're just a little bit at a time and they're just small exercises, things that I would take for granted when I had an intact ACL. But that's what the attention requires right now. So all I can do is protect it, bring attention to it in in the right sort of measure and give it time. And that's what creates healing. And I want to invite you to that same journey. If you have questions about that, you guys want to engage, I'd love to hear more. Jump over on socials and we can talk about it um, together. I'll jump on stories today as well. So if you have questions, we can engage in them. Love you guys deeply. Thanks for letting me bring you a word today. And I will talk with you next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Let's Be Real podcast. If you have a question for the show, you can send it to me at Nicole 
at NicoleEunis.com. And hey, if you're enjoying this, we'd love for you to like, subscribe, share it with your friends, pass it on, shout it from the rooftops, whatever you feel like doing, because the reality is let's get as many people getting real as possible. Talk to you soon.